0: I'm Justin Snyder.
1: And I'm Stephanie Greenwood-Snyder.
0: We're just an average, everyday couple.
1: But over the years, we've seen the incredible importance of building community together.
0: We'll be talking with friends and experts about their stories and experiences to help us learn and grow.
1: We don't want to just survive through life.
0: We want to intentionally thrive.
1: This is The Intentional Thriver.
0: Well, welcome everyone to The Intentional Thriver. We are so honored today to have two guests with us, Aaron and Janae Honeycut. Hello, Honeycuts. How are you?
2: Hey, hey thanks for having us. Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah. So we haven't like known you guys a super long time. We met you when we moved to Atlanta last yeah. year. Um, but we've, we've been able to hang out some through small group and Aaron and you and I got to hang out at 4th of July last year and kind of chat and get to know each other. But we always like to start off by saying something that we kind of respect and admire about our guests. And, you know, even though we haven't known you guys that long, one thing that I really appreciate about you guys is you guys are very busy people, like (laughs) very busy people. Um, just Aaron with, with your job, obviously being involved, very involved, Janae, you teaching and volunteering a lot and, and Mm -hmm. all of these things. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how you guys fit it all in a 24 (laughs) hour day. So, so kudos on that. But despite that very, very packed schedule and three kids and everything like that, it seems like you guys really do a good job. Pri- like finding what is the priority in your lives and like pri- prioritizing each other in your marriage and things mm-hmm. like that. So, I, I really respect that about you guys and Martha. We're going to talk more about that mm-hmm. because, like, man, how do you do it all?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> very yeah. impressive. It, anything to add to that stuff? Well,
1: I just have to say, Janae, you just look beautiful every single time I see you and you um, handle yourself with such grace. I mean, and- you're beautiful too, Aaron. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> And your daughters are beautiful, and your son is amazing. And I just, I'm always amazed whenever I see you how people just come to you for support and encouragement and guidance and advice. And it's just fun to 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 be doing life with you guys because I feel like you are just a couple steps ahead of us, and we're just so blessed to have you. Well,
0: I'd I'd say more than a couple. <laughs> <laughs> not not in terms of like age or anything but just like in terms of knowledge is, and wisdom and yeah. so yes. so we are going to be asking a lot of questions Please. so buckle okay. up but okay. like, yeah right off the bat for people who don't know you guys can you tell a little bit about your backgrounds and your story and just you know who you are and and kind of where you've come from
2: yeah
0: yeah uh
3: so i'm aaron uh aaron Honeycutt, senior. Um, I pretty much lived in the South uh, my whole life. Um, I was was raised in the church, um, gave my life to Jesus at an early age, like elementary age. Um, And just from there, just always had an affinity for just Jesus and and people and and hard work and things of that nature. Um, Found myself um, in healthcare and that's where I currently work. I'm a physical therapist by trade and that's uh, pretty much my, my mainstay job. Um, my, my part-time job that I'm, I'm growing in, slash full-time job, is um, assisting with, with homeschooling. Um, Janae and our and our three kids. We have an 11-year-old daughter, Noree. We have a nine-year-old son, Aaron II, and we have a seven-year-old daughter, Naomi Grace. Um, so that's pretty much me. Okay.
2: Right.
0: And then how about you, Janae? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So I was born in Chicago, and um, I spent a little bit of my childhood there. We moved to Georgia by the time I was nine, and I've been here ever since. Um, I did not grow up in the church. I grew up what you would consider to be unchurched, um, and so I would say, I guess I was about 19 when I met Aaron, um wow. in college, and we dated and fell in love, and got married and we started our family. Um, I was actually in college pursuing a degree in education. And so um, we talked about homeschooling. And so that was something that um, I felt that I could do. Um, I really did enjoy the idea of being home and staying home and caring for my husband and our family as it as it grew. Um, but over that time of spending time with Aaron and developing and growing our family, I just fell in love with Jesus. Um, I just learned about him. Um, the gospel was presented to me in a very, very attractive way. Mm -hmm. And I was drawn to who Jesus was. I mean, his character and his personality. And, um, from that moment, I felt like, okay, I have someone who sees me and someone who, um, can help me navigate what he created, marriage and family and being a keeper of the home. And so um, I just, to the best of my ability, with his grace, try to live my days growing and learning. And my goal is to be a lifelong learner and just never stay the same, just as he transforms me. So,
1: yeah, oh,
0: that's, that's, good. that's me. A lifelong learner.
1: And, and you are, yeah. you are, you love reading and I love yes. how intentional you are sometimes to go and have some quiet time as an introvert yes. to recharge yes. and to to write, right? And to- yeah,
2: so important. It's so important. It's awesome,
1: yeah. and that's a that's a commitment to do with three kids. So. Kudos to both of you, Aaron, to support and uh, Janae to communicate that need. So yeah. something I'm working on, right? Aren't,
0: aren't <laughs> we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: yeah. Um, yeah. So with, with so much going on in your lives, I mean, homeschooling, I was homeschooled my entire life. I know it can be all-consuming. Um, yes. I just love that you're doing it together and that your kids get to have that well-rounded um, education. But how do mm. you work together to create order, the order of priorities in your life?
3: Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we really try to uh, start from just a foundational thing, um, setting priorities based off of our values. And so, mm. He starts with the the marital um, covenant first Um, from those priorities. um, Obviously, um, before that is your own personal relationship with Jesus and time with God. So that that being said, after that, uh, for us, Mm -hmm. um, it's the marriage, like making sure that that's solid, making sure that our values are set, um, the mission and the vision that we have for our, our unique marriage that's kind of what we hang off every decisions and the kids and everything comes, comes after that Mm -hmm. and not putting the kids needs and wants and desires, or even what we feel like the kids need, um, over the marital covenant, because this is forever until it's eternal. And then it's not, um, whereas the kids will eventually, um, transition them on to, um, adulthood. And so we have to make sure that this is where, um, home is and uh, that we have a a friendship and a loving romantic relationship and so we set those priorities uh we created something called the one document which kind of outlines just different scriptures um that speak to us uniquely just Mm -hmm. on different character traits and values that we want to exhibit throughout the the arc of our marriage Mm -hmm. as well as um, goals that we have and uh trying to continue to check back, um, with that document and with the values. And so in short, like priorities for us, it it has to come from obviously the personal relationship with God and lining our our thoughts and our processes and our decisions up with the scripture. Mm -hmm. And then um, right after that is practically speaking, well, how does that flesh out, Mm -hmm. um, on the day to day? And, um, how does that flesh out for two unique people working to become one, um, and then carry that out and then hold ourselves accountable to, yeah, I missed that. I didn't do exactly what I needed to do for today. And sure. today being able to say, Yeah, I it's been I gotta get back to what I committed to do for for Aaron unto God. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. I, I think that idea That's of like amazing. oneness is so mm-hmm. critical. And, and and there's a balance of that too. You know, we we, we love the word balance mm-hmm. on, on this yeah, podcast. Absolutely. But um that, that idea of oneness where because people change over the year, like and and we should change, we should grow, we should like you were saying, Janae, be a a constant eternal learner. And as like two individual people change and, you know, grow, if like, if that oneness isn't there, if you're not changing and growing together, you can kind of realize one day, Hey, we're actually kind of growing and changing in different directions, as opposed to like as one unit coming together and being even more of a strong team, being even more of a life partner and just doing life together. Uh, and Aaron, I love what you were saying about like, how does that flush out? What's the application of, you know, Hey, this is the big idea. These are the priorities that we have, but how does that practically flush out in like day-to-day living? And I love like yeah. the document and this stuff. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Or, like what are some practical ways that you guys have been able to really prioritize your marriage or relationship, whether that be through time dates, like what does that look yeah. like for you guys? Yeah.
2: So- uh, so that was something that um, I would love to contribute to the discussion. Please um, do, Janae. I am a planner, and so <laughs> practically what that looks like is like mid October, probably getting close to November. I start with a notebook and thinking about the upcoming year and reflecting on some goals for the next year. And I, I, I try to be very mindful of what I feel. God is doing in my heart um, and what he could potentially be ushering me into for the next year, just being available, just opening my hands to say, okay, this is a busy season for most people, but let me just really sit down and understand that January is coming. I know that in October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's when I start setting my intention towards just listening a bit more um, and, and kind of drowning out the noise of the holiday season and, and trying to see what's going on or what could be You know, what could the Lord be doing um, for me? And with that comes being intentional about buying those planners (laughs) and getting a new, I love getting new planners and setting dates before the year even comes and being intentional about, okay, this is the day we need to break away for a conference together. Or this is the day where it would be nice if we went on a family vacation or if we went on a vacation for just Aaron and I, like just really sitting down and putting those dates to a planner before the year comes mm-hmm. being proactive not reacting to oh okay we we haven't had a vacation this year what are we going to do where are we going to go and i feel like when we do things like when we intentionally plan we still leave room for flexibility. Like we know something may come in the year that we did not plan for that actually needs to take priority. But when you go into seasons with a plan, right? You've submitted that to God and you've asked him to help you in the planning process and you allow him to be sovereign in in that year. And so um, that's one of the things I love to do from an annual perspective. Now, um, then my, the way my brain works is it's annual and then it's, uh, the quarterly, the seasonal things. And then we get into like the weekly day-to-day weekly and then day-to-day stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, um, with what that looks like with the family and the day-to-day things is like, like Aaron was talking about with those priorities, if they are priorities and if they are values then how can we create rhythms in our home to where no one even ever has to see our one document to, to see what is important to wow, us yeah. because we're modeling it through daily you know devotions with the kids or mm-hmm. activities where we're exercising together or we're making sure that oh it's the end of the school year the honeycuts go camping like you know, it's it's one of those things that we um we try to the best of our abilities live to where you never even have to look at a book or a paper or anything to see what we li- who we lived for and and why we lived our lives you could just see it in how we carried ourselves throughout the year and and even day to day so yeah
0: Awesome. So good. Yeah, I think yeah. we're done. I, think I know. That, that, you know, just drop the mic. <laughs>
3: that's Janae.
1: amazing. No, that's great. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, if only if only it was that good. <laughs> and <pristine>. I,
1: mean, <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys know,
3: yeah, um, Janae's um, she's a godsend. She's the one that, you know, really pushes that and makes that happen here, especially these past couple of years. Um, She's very special in how she encourages me. Um, to stop and smell the roses. I tend to want to pick them and sell them. <laughs> uh, so you
1: need them both. That works.
3: that works until you get burned out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you have all this, this experience or mm-hmm. some level of, you know, a couple of dollars in your pockets, but you really don't have that kind of, those, those memories. And Janae's very good about creating those memories. And so typical dates for us um, with our kids at this age, you know, we'll stay in the house, watch movies. Um, we're fortunate enough to be able to like go down the street and leave them for um, a short period of time. Mm-hmm. If we're going to go somewhere like further downtown or for a longer period of time, we'll get a sitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we try to be as intentional as, as possible as not to be parents when we're not around mm-hmm. the kids, meaning how we dress, the conversations we have, mm-hmm. um, the things that we're open to experiencing. Yes, we're responsible. We know that we're parents. but we never want that to be our identity Mm -hmm. and we can't do that because we have kids. Like that's, yeah. well, then what happens when they leave? Like, so all of a sudden we're able to now do this, like, Mm -hmm. no, let's, let's find that way to be able to, to do those things. But, um, it's really Janae. Um, she, she has great ideas. She's very open about what she likes and she doesn't like, she doesn't hold back if she doesn't like something. (laughs) Um, you know, if there's a date night where I'm trying to cook, um, I can typically tell if it was good or bad because uh, <laughs> the question would be, what'd you do with this? What, what'd you put in here? That means she doesn't like it. If she likes it, it's nothing. It's like, wow, this is good. It's but a, if mm, she starts to ask what I put in it.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. So Justin does something similar, except for he goes, how, how would you make this differently next time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> d- d- is, that so, yes, is that what uh, I said? Is that what I said? Tonight, literally
1: tonight, you're like, so next time, maybe we could. I, I
0: might have offered some suggestions of how to <laughs> so enhance you, the palate. Aaron. No, it was. I feel yes, you. it's Absolutely. the compliment sandwich. Yeah. You start That's- with like, I really admire and appreciate this aspect of it. And then <laughs> what do you think if we did this uh, maybe a little bit differently? Sure. And then, but thank you so much for cooking. You know, you yeah, have to eat the compliment sandwich. In I, there. I think I only got one. I think one she'll piece be of like, here's, <laughs> here's
1: the. <main laughs> part. Anyway, no, that's, that's great. Hey, I mean, it's better that than you find out five years from now that she didn't like something. Right, or like, <laughs> you <laughs> that, No, yeah. not, not yeah. this
3: one. I'm going to know immediately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, something Janae told me that you guys had done on your dates is take personality assessments. And like, because mm. you guys are similar to us, where you have an, a pretty extreme introvert and a pretty extreme extrovert.
2: And yeah. so,
3: who's the extrovert?
2: Aaron would be that mm. for sure. No, he yes. doesn't feel that He tests extrovert more so than I do Okay. every mm. time. But he's in denial, and it's okay. Yeah, that's a good thing. It's okay. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. No, I, I was an
0: introvert in denial. Yeah. Like, I grew up. Where you kind of had to be an extrovert. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I found later in life that like, man, I'm just exhausted all the time from interacting yeah. with people yeah. and then being yep. like, Same. wow, this introvert thing is great. Like,
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that was a shock to me, our first year of marriage. Because yeah, I thought that, I had married an extrovert and I wanted yeah. to marry an extrovert. But now I'm eh, I'm okay now. <laughs> I'd say it's
0: more like ambivert. I, I yeah. mean, okay. obviously, our culture like defines it as these two extremes of extrovert That's and right. introvert, <laughs> and but it's like that people are in a very wide range. With sure, that.
1: yeah, but That's but right. ha- has the personality assessments helped you like learn how to communicate better, learn like how to love each other better, or was that just like a fun thing <laughs> to do?
2: Somewhat, I feel like one of the things that and meet with me being a, a learner. Yeah. Um, I would just say, hey, Aaron, let's try this test this week and let's do this test this week. And it's because I, for whatever reason, couldn't wrap my brain around why we were so different or how <laughs> we were so different. Sure. And so I wanted a better understanding. And there are things that I needed to be aware of so that I can you know, that self-awareness piece to like communicate better so that I can show up for my marriage better. Mm -hmm. And even if there's something that Aaron couldn't possibly put language to, like, with the results on whatever personality test or assessment, it helped me to better understand what he would not necessarily be able to communicate. And then I feel like once we really understand the differences in our personalities, it really did help us to um, embrace the fact that we're different, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And just, it it didn't fix or resolve everything. It just helped us to see like, okay, we are different. Like we're different, but I, I just personally believe that Unity, honestly, that oneness can't be pursued if we're the same, because Mm -hmm. we're the same. That's good. Right? And so in pursuit of unity and in pursuit of oneness, you have to respect the individual differences so that you can actually see when you're growing together and when you're sacrificing for one another for the sake of peace and for the sake of unity, you know, this isn't like this person. And I know that about them. I know them intimately. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're coming along for the ride, it shows that they are here for something bigger than themselves. And so I think once we just slow down and respect differences, right. And we respect those personalities that um, are different in marriages, we really get to celebrate when we're winning because we know both of us are we have skin in the game because yeah. he wouldn't have chosen to do it this way and i wouldn't sure. have chosen it this way but we we it just gives us it gives us a it gives us a a point of connection honestly yeah. it doesn't solve everything it's fun to take and to know mm-hmm. about one another but it's just it helps us celebrate small wins yeah, yeah. I love that.
0: No, that's that's a great point about differences, because that applies in so many other fields as well. Like, Aaron, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you see this from a business perspective where you need to build a team where not every single person is going to have the exact same of skill, same set of skills or be able to do all these things. You need people that are going to be able to fill in the gaps of weaknesses for others. You know, there's the great analogy of like the body and. Like an arm has a very different function from a leg, but both are very equally important parts of the body, mm-hmm. you know. That's and so, right. like all of those things working together, and like you said, Janae, respecting and admiring those differences help yeah. those people, those those pieces work together. And same within a marriage. Mm-hmm. And I do respect your differences. Oh Stephanie. wow, you're so different. <laughs>
1: very different thank you (laughs) i i i am okay with that
0: (laughs) in all the best ways yes
1: it's taken me a little while but (laughs) and i'm free yeah (laughs) and i respect that you have found what is right for you and your um your personality and your recharge oh thank you yes (laughs) man absolutely so important yes it is it is. The recharge is very important, and we are so different in that way. It's true. We will yeah. hang out with friends, and Justin will be in bed by immediately. Eight, by 8 o'clock. And I will yeah. be juiced for two hours. And that's how we know <laughs> that there is yeah. a such thing as introvert, extrovert. It's just yeah. literally where the energy comes yeah. and goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. But anyway um yeah so what are some ways that you go through to set healthy boundaries um Mm, with yeah Yeah. boundaries so you've talked about prioritizing and stuff like that but what about boundaries especially for good things like friends family Mm. and church yeah yeah
0: yeah. because i mean again you guys are so busy too like how do you set those boundaries of what to say yes to and what to say no to
3: yeah. Full disclosure, uh, it's fumbling in the dark with that. Hey, um, right on. It's, it's it's not something we are great at. Uh, we're better. Yeah. Um, but we've got our head bumped and have been knocked on our tail a couple of times. But mm. presently, um, there's these um electronic calendars that you can sync to, like your spouse's phone, or obviously you know people who work. You know, your email syncs to your phone, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Janae um, has a very unique skill set for those types of things. And so um, talking to each other about what to put on the calendar, what needs to fall off the calendar, um, Mm -hmm. creating white space, you know, and bandwidth, you know, those are words that um, that are important to use. And just to to think and come from a place of we need to be seeing eye to eye, like this is the most important thing. And it's not worth me fighting over you because I want to go to my mom's house to have dinner on Sunday and you think we need a rest on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really not worth that. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I'm sure your heart's in the right place and you want what's best for me, mm-hmm. my heart's in the right place. I want what's best for us and, mm-hmm. as a family. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're believing the best, a lot of these boundaries that come up and the arguments that may ensue, um, the arguments are getting shorter. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I guess yes. in short, the, the most important mm-hmm. thing to do from a boundary standpoint, and this is a, you know, a broken record and soapbox for me is you got to go back to those values. And what are you about? Mm. Like, if you don't know what your your marriage is about or um, what you are about uniquely, you're going to get pulled and thrown and tossed and turned every which way because Mm. there's amazing things. There's homeless people that need food. There's illiterate kids that, you know, need to be read to. There's family members that, You know, live down the street that you need to see. How do you give your best yes? Yeah. And the answer to that is you have to, you know, it's obviously spend time with God, but all objectively and just common sense is like, there's only so much time I have in a day and a week. Yeah. And I have to say no. And where we've gotten to the place now, because we were like full bore for over a decade, just doing the gospel work of saying yes to everything, Mm. we now kind of have a rubber stamp no. To a lot of things, and then kind of work backwards from there. If it's outside of the, like the marriage, so there's things that are being pulled on us, it's like no, um, because we've overshot, and so now we're trying to work our way back to make sure that uh, we're continuing to be um, solid as a family and, a, and as a marriage couple and a married couple. But it's it's elusive and it's difficult, yeah. and uh, you got to have those check ins. Uh, we have check ins uh, at a minimum once a week. Okay, we're trying to set a cadence of checking in. Um, like 20, 20 minutes a day with each other. Um, that, that's newer cadence we're trying to set. But once a week, we may have a little uh, more extended, maybe 30, 45 kind of check-in if, if we need that. Mm-hmm. And even that's elusive because, you know, the schedule kind of gets away from us. Um, but at least we have a foundation of what we know we need to get back to. Mm-hmm.
2: Love that. Yeah. So um, that was good. <laughs> I can see how we balance each other for sure. I'm the one that will... Like I fight for white space and Mm -hmm. petition for rest. And um, for me, because that's important, it helps me to understand that when I I think about boundaries, I don't see them in a negative sense. Like Mm -hmm. I see boundaries as something that allows me to fully do what I'm called to do, if that makes sense. And so um, when I think about boundaries, I, I understand because... I'm called to this way of living or because I'm called to or because I have a value of family in my marriage and I value, you know, using my gifts at church. And because of my values, I have to set a boundary so that I can responsibly steward what I'm called to do. Mm. And so um, that's how I look at it. And so when I'm actually taking time to rest, or if we need to go on a trip or a vacation, or we need time away as a couple, away from the kids, there really is no mommy guilt because (laughs) I realized that as I allow myself to be filled and as I'm pouring my first into my husband, well, second into our marriage, um, first, with the Lord and allowing Mm -hmm. him to, you know, fill me and then pouring that into my marriage and my children and our church and our community get, get what's left of that. And so, um, boundaries are actually a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, through boundaries, I've been humbled in realizing my humanity. Like we like Mm -hmm. to think that, you know, from the lights to coffee, to everything you could possibly think of makes us feel like we just can go, 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 go. And we can't, we actually need to, embrace the fact that we're human and and rest and be okay with that and from that place pour into wherever we're called to or whatever we have a passion for so yeah
0: yeah. that's so good that's something that we had to Mm -hmm. talk through and and still try to find that balance especially as more of an extrovert and an introvert the difference between like relationship and being Mm -hmm. like the the importance of relationships and hanging out with people and doing all that kind of stuff and then for yeah. me, I'm like you, Janae, where it's like that rest. A big advocate of rest and white noise. And so there would be times where it's like white, white well, noise white, too. White noise, too. <laughs> I mean,
2: white noise in that white.
0: Time, space. time for bed. Cut that <laughs> machine on. Let's yeah, go. exactly.
2: <laughs> Seven fifty nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but like that would be a conversation yeah. that we would have multiple mm-hmm. times of like, well, you need to hang out with more people. Well, you need to have more time away from people to 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 rest and. Yeah there was a book that I read um, last year, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago called how's right. your soul. And it kind of talks about the importance of like examining your, your spiritual health and physical health, yeah. mental health, all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. from the book of Genesis, the garden of Eden and kind of like what a perfect world looked like and what were some of the components of that. And it was really interesting because like there were four like big pieces that he pulled out of that one was like the importance of, of rest. First of all, that it was like this beautiful paradise that they could, um, really be refreshed and rejuvenated in. And then two was responsibility. Like work was not a result of, you know, what, what we see is the, the, the curse or sin or Satan or anything like that. Like they had a task that they were given and that's just a a very good practical thing. Like to have responsibility, to have a task, to have a purpose, to do something, And then the third thing was relationship, like the fact that they had relationship with each other and in addition to the relationship that they had with God. And then the fourth thing that I thought was a very interesting component was like restriction and the fact that God made a tree in the garden that they they couldn't eat. And so even in this perfect world, there was a boundary, there was a restriction and how that was actually very good for them. And so yeah. exactly like you said, like boundaries are actually a, a wonderful thing and can That's be right. a wonderful thing. It's like you were saying, Erin. no, know, like knowing what your purpose is, what your goal yeah. is and what are you trying to accomplish through that? So so let me ask you guys this for for a person or someone who feels like their priorities are out of whack. They have a hard time setting boundaries. Where would you encourage them to kind of begin in their journey to finding that balance to finding healthy priorities in their life.
3: Yeah. Um, Well, if they haven't, if they're an adult and they haven't gotten to that point yet, they're going to, you're going to need help. You're going to need community. Mm-hmm. You're going to need, you know, be able to potentially listen to your spouse. If you haven't listened to them before and they've been trying to, to cue you in on that. But you know, if you're not married, then um friends or a mentor, um mm-hmm. we all need, someone to be able to speak into our lives. Who's, you know, 10, 15 years, our senior. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you're going to need that help. You can start it on your own while you're in the process of of finding that help or or getting that help and just being able to connect with your value set. You know, I'm a big fan um, of finding those um, two or three values that speak to you. And there's all kinds of things on the internet tests that you can take um, different, you know, algorithms you can fill out to find what values kind of speak to you more so than anything else. And from those one or two letter values, I mean, one or two letter word values, you're able to start to create a mission statement of sorts for yourself or for the marriage. And then as you start to kind of build this foundation, you scaffold to much higher heights of being able to find out what your priorities are. Because, you know, the, the example is always, like I said before, you know, if you have $50, And, you know, there's a a homeless shelter that needs $50 um, to help with their nonprofit. And there's, you know, kids that can't read. There's a nonprofit. They need $50. And who do you give your money to? Mm. Some people say you'll give 25 here and 25 there. Mm. Well, that's not the ask. They need 50 from you. Mm. And so that's kind of why we live in such a broken world is, you know, one of two things. People just don't have a priority to to do anything or they're splitting themselves and and dividing themselves up so much. They're not being of any benefit to anybody. Mm. If everyone just holds tight to their thing and does it at a high level, the world will be a much better place. But that's Mm. not what happens. And so as you you start to find out your priorities and your values, um, you're able to um, now make those decisions and align your thinking that's going to make those decisions. um, That's going to essentially get you to a place um, where God wants you to be Mm -hmm. for those that are believers. And even those that are not believers, um, chances are, if you're still lining yourself with with good thoughts, God's still in that work somehow. Mm -hmm. And he's still going to be the author of that story um, Mm -hmm. when it's all said and done.
1: That's good. Man, that's really good. That was so clear. Thank you, Aaron, for making that so concise and doable. I think, yeah. I think a, a lot of people get um, paralyzed by their own fear of where mm-hmm. to start, yeah. or wow, I've already blown it, or my parents modeled a broken, whatever mm-hmm. you know. And so nice when people. you say just go find your values, just write your mission yeah. statement, align yourself, get a mentor, get community. Like those are doable things, you know, not all at once, one step at a time. And yep. you can yeah. start on the internet if that's where you need to go, but yeah, eventually absolutely. you need to put yourself out there um, yeah. and start talking to somebody to make sure that you're not, you know, yeah, you know, going a little haywire. And but The importance of community. Yeah. I really yeah. love that. And I know that's something that you guys make very, real in your lives as community and you model that for your kids which I think is huge. Um and I did I wanted to say that uh you talk about putting your ma- yourself and then your marriage first and then your kids. And I feel like that's something that our com- our culture doesn't get and I can just see the comments now. Cause I've seen them before where they're like, Oh, those poor kids, you know? Oh, they're just, they're put in third place. Your kids are freaking loved. Like yeah. your kids get both parents right. in their yeah. schooling. I've seen yeah. you Aaron, you know, throw a ball with little Aaron like all the time and the girls are so, so loved. And uh Janae, you do such a great job at, at modeling what grace and, honor mm. it looks like um
0: well you you guys i mean again correct me if i'm wrong but it feels like you have more capacity mm. to to love your kids even more like when you're a unit and you're on the same team and you're yeah. like working together you know yeah. as opposed to like just two kind of very intelligent capable great yeah. people individually but mm. by like with your powers combined <laughs> You know, yeah. it you can almost help them even more and minister to them even more in that way. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Broken uh broken societies come from broken adults that come from broken families. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if we can stick together and and model it, I mean, our kids have to make their own decisions, but at least we know that we've given them a foundation and a even experience um with the Lord to be able to to stay tethered to. And it's it's up to them That's to right. cut that tether or go a little bit out, but still be tethered to come, come back in. Yeah. Uh, and that's just what we try to do it's, it's not perfect. And um, right. we, Janay spoke about mom guilt before not having it. I mean, it's, it's a thing. I mean, kids are kids. Kids are amazing gifts and we love them, but we will literally wake up at eight, you know, spend jumping on a trampoline. You know, in the morning, cooking, eating breakfast with them, playing video games, have a family night. It's seven p.m. It's, it's, you guys go to bed. Now they want it, They want more time. It's like, yeah. well, no, this is no. We're done. Yeah. Like we we spent all day with you. Mm-hmm. There's no more questions. There's no more can I. Yeah.
2: I'm thirsty. We're done. <laughs> like, we, we
3: have a marriage,
2: <laughs> and we are
3: people. Yeah. You guys have had your time. Yeah. yeah. Please go away and don't <laughs> knock it. We don't we don't feel bad about yeah, that yeah. because we know we have spent that time and we're not going <laughs> to let kids who are not trying to but bombard right. us or um, just not understand that, oh, like I, I have to pull up and pull back sometimes. If you don't, the kids will just keep keep coming because you. Love yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I loved what you said, Aaron, earlier about making the arguments shorter. Like, that should be all of our goals, right? Not a oh, non-existent yeah. argument, because then we wouldn't be seeing the beauties of two broken but different people coming together, but shorter. And yeah. <laughs> how have you seen tools that have made your arguments shorter that mm-hmm. that have helped in that? And I think we've touched on yeah, things, you know, having those meetings, question. having those boundaries, having the calendar, having... But have, are there any other tips to making a shorter argument?
2: Um... For me, um, I would say that I've had to learn that conflict is, you're going to have conflict in any relationship, yeah. right? I think when I want, you know, just I, I know some friends of mine that have come up in homes where there was no conflict, but we know there was. We know now as adults that the conflict was just handled behind the scenes, right? Um, so for me, I just, I like to, understand, okay, conflict is going to happen from here and the end of time. Yeah. Um, example, you know, I'm with the kids Monday through Friday, Aaron's working Monday through Friday. I'm like, Hey, on the weekends, Aaron's like, it's family time. I'm like, it's mommy's quiet time. <laughs> like, what do we have? We have conflict now. Right. Yeah. We, we see that, you know, he wants to be home with his family and have those shared memories and experiences. And I feel like I've been in nothing but mom mode all week. Mm -hmm. And so come weekend, I'm like, can they have daddy camping weekend or something like, you know, just kind of trying to find things. And so realizing that conflict is going to come in any relationship. That's like 90% of the battle Mm -hmm. when it comes to making the argument shorter. It's not being alarmed by the fact that there's conflict like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's normal. Like, yeah we are five different people with five different personalities and everybody's going to want to do something different. So how can we, resolve this in a way that shows honor to one another, right? Mm -hmm. How can we resolve this in a way that doesn't disrupt the unity in the home and the peace that we work to cultivate in our family? And so um, a lot of it just comes from, and I know this sounds weird because in our home, we don't get to say like, that's not fair, but (laughs) to the best of our ability, like if it's a weekend and like we, for instance, this weekend, I think it was our son's turn to pick what we did for family time. And we just take turns. It goes back to everything you learned in kindergarten, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, whose turn is it? (laughs) Like Who who gets to pick the activity that we're a part of? How can we all lean into what's so important to this person? For me, if I got to pick family night, we're probably doing something that's super chill, super low maintenance. Like we're all in the living room with different books reading or we're watching a movie together or something that doesn't involve a lot of just like, Motion yeah. activity, yeah. like hide and seek, and so, where
0: all the kids go hide, and you're <laughs> and the person who seeks. But you, you know, when
2: we feel like it. <laughs> no, so, arguments are shorter when we embrace the fact that arguing isn't bad, mm-hmm. right? There's a difference between arguing and fighting. We don't want mm-hmm. fights, right? Yeah. We don't want to attack one another. We don't want to tear one another down. We don't want to be a source of like contention or discouragement for someone in our home. We want to argue well. So mm-hmm. what's your point? And what are your reasons for coming to that point? Mm-hmm. And can you intelligibly communicate that point? Mm-hmm. And can I sit and listen in that moment? And is this a time where I'm just here to listen to this point in your reasoning? Or is this a time where I actually need to speak up and say, hey, here's my point And here's my, like, it doesn't always have to be an argument. Sometimes it's an opportunity to listen yeah. and validate. And so a lot of the quick arguments come from, really being self-aware. Do I need to listen? How can I give the right. advantage? How can I put this person first? Um, How can I not be right and just pursue unity? You know, so.
3: Yeah. Groundbreaking for, for me, and it will be for any husband or any man who feels like they're being called to the ministry mm-hmm. of marriage is um, just, just listening uh, to Janae um, when a lot of our arguments I feel uh, have gotten shorter, and it's that's now the the rhythm. It's because I have really, through just getting my head beat in from just making mistakes, from you know, from you know, my own just trying to fix things or just trying to move past things. But um, just listening to Janae, and from listening to Janae, I'm able to hear how much he sacrifices for me. Like there is no other woman in this world that has sacrificed and will sacrifice so much yeah. for me. And even when there's things that she's doing that I feel like we're just wrong or bad or just shouldn't happen, I, I've learned to kind of put it through a lens of: is she possibly trying to do this in a weird, sick, demented way to help me? And <laughs> um, it takes it takes time because yeah. you know it's it's easy to just to just to jump because you said you never do it again, and you're doing it again. Mm-hmm. And just to be like, oh, here we go. But to just take time and be put in remembrance of this is the young lady and, and the woman who did X, Y, Z for me. This is the, mm-hmm. you know, who committed to do this. And she's going to see that through. And so from that place uh, of gratitude, I really try mm-hmm. to get to a place with her of understanding and asking good questions. And Janae's very unique and she's very expressive. And I have to oftentimes have to sift through some of her delivery as I'm sure she has to do for me mm-hmm. um, to get through. Hey, whoa, okay, something, something's different here. Let's let's calm down. or Maybe we need to take five minutes, and not me get offended and lash out. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I I clap back absolutely, sure. but I, I've gotten better about noticing that she's a little unfringed, and I think she's noticed with me is like he's a little unhinged, and mm-hmm. so that's not a personal attack against me. Even though my name's attached to the attack, I can see that that's not who my spouse is. Yeah. And then from that place of listening to her and coming from her heart, it makes it easier, easier for her to receive my leadership mm-hmm. and, you know, for a better lack of terms, corrective action back to what we said we were about mm-hmm. when it's, you know, it's her. Um, it goes the same way for me. It's not a one-way street. Like right. she can bring sure. me back to what we said that we were about, you know, in the one document or our values like, Hey, we don't do that or we don't make decisions like that or help me understand how does this align yeah um, with where we're trying to go especially for like bigger decisions smaller decisions like you know do you want to go to you know this taco place that taco place <laughs> you know that could be a bit of a powder keg those in are, in are huge
0: <laughs> decisions tra- let's listen, not let's one, not minimize with, the taco place with, no with this one
3: it is it is a full-on i'm not talking to you the whole ride home like i kid you not <laughs> so, i'm not minimizing that rightfully like, that is, so yeah that has happened before, um, but with that, just echoing what Janae said, just yeah. just the listening and being able just to 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 understand is this this moment also being able to give honor and respect to your your spouse as a person mm-hmm. as asking is this a good time for me to share something as opposed to coming in hot doors open nah, 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 nah. it's like right. whoa you you pretty much just ruined any opportunity for this conversation to go well. I mean, wow. there's plenty of research that says the first 1.2 seconds determines how the rest of the conversation goes, the tone, the heart behind it. So if you come in hot, you as an individual have set that conversation to be an argument, as opposed to you coming in asking, hey, is this a good time? Let me know what a good time is. And keeping it slow. When we have those kind of exchanges, those arguments or conversations go by really quick. Wow. Mm. So
1: That's
3: good. So good.
1: We, uh, we had an argument the other day and it was getting heated, and it was building. And I think we both were kind of like, "Why is this building? Why is going on?" Right. And Justin had the clarity of mind. I, I had said something like, "I just care so much about this," or something like that. And Justin goes, "Well, I care, and you no, care. I said, I'm, I'm trying." Oh yeah, you said I'm trying. It's like we and-
0: were trying. We were like having a hard time seeing the other person's viewpoint, yeah. and it was getting. Yeah. Like she said, building frustration.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying. And you look back and you're like, I'm trying too. And that really helped us in that moment yeah. to be like, okay. Great. Yeah. We're both, we're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. We can yeah. we'll, we'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. We'll work through this because we both are coming with the attitude of wanting to make it better Yeah, and work through it.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's something that ever since then has been a huge help. That's because been helpful. Yeah. It has. Because I think that sometimes we believe lies about, I mean, we've been together 13 years and you guys have been together for a while, you know, and it's like, why in this moment am I thinking such horrible things that he has never done, but I am choosing to believe that instead Mm of rebooting and rethinking through that and saying, no, I love this person, I respect this person, and like you guys were saying... I'm gonna listen and not just react, and I think that's yeah. so good.
0: We've well, said it well in the past that like your spouse has the potential to be the person that you have the greatest like love and intimacy with and the person that you like hate the most in the world <laughs> in that moment because they Absolutely. know everything about you and you know everything about them. Yeah. and yeah, it you're just two human beings who have emotions, both good and bad. And sometimes we're just not in a good place in that moment. But that's so interesting, Aaron, what you're saying about, because I think that's exactly right within that first moment of a conversation, the attitude and the energy and the spirit and the tone and all that stuff that you come to that conversation with sets the stage for so many other factors of how that conversation is going to go. Yeah. So with Mm. all this in mind, guys, let me ask you this. What does it mean to you to intentionally thrive in your life? What, what does that look like in your guys' lives?
2: When I take time to care for my soul,
1: Hmm.
2: um, it makes the world of a difference. Um, I have to sit and process. So not only am I like introverted and, you know, re-energized from being alone. I'm also an internal processor. Mm-hmm. I like to process things alone first. And so, you know, when the world is bombarding me with their thoughts and opinions and you have social media and you have television and music and just everything's loud or, you know, people are asking sometimes, Aaron asks like, what's wrong? Or do you want to tell, you know, just mm-hmm. different questions. Like, can you answer this question? Well, I can't answer that right now. Like mm-hmm. I have to sit down. Yeah. And actually care for my soul and know, well, how did that get in there? What's that about? Why do I feel this way? Um, when I have those moments and I have to have them daily and I realize now, like in this season, it's like at least two hours a day where mm-hmm. I just have to sit and journal and reflect or, um, pray or listen to music that pours into me and gives me, um, a piece of knowing that i'm going through this life, right? is something that i'm engaged in, but you don't want those sticky things sticking to you that don't belong there forever. And if we never slow down and we never take time to do that, we can't thrive, right? We start to go in in each moment we show up with everything that's still there that we haven't dealt with. And so for me, i i have to in order for me to intentionally thrive, i need to sit down and um just care for my myself. Mm. Yeah,
1: it's good. Did it take Certainly. time to learn that? Sorry.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure it did. Um. Because uh, there was just this all these pieces, you know, with homeschooling and being married and like serving at church and being in my community. I'm also helping with different things that are in the community that are not necessarily related to the church. And mm-hmm. so all these different pieces. And pouring yourself out constantly over and over again. And you know what's important to you. You know your values. You have all this stuff. But then it's like, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) Whoa. Over time, I started to realize, well, I never dealt with the fact that when that person said that to me and I chose to show love, in that moment, I never went and processed what that really did to me. Mm -hmm. And so now going into this meeting over here, this person speaking to me this way, and now I'm bringing that back into And so over time, I started to realize like, I have not sat down and really processed Mm. the things that are taking place as I'm doing, right? I need to be, and I can't be if I'm not really sitting and dealing with this stuff and and creating a safe space for myself to, mm-hmm. to be. And so, um, but I, I love that. I love being able to do that because that's what I bring to my relationships. It's what I bring to my children. It's what I teach my children. And um, even when Aaron's going through things, I'm like, hey, have you thought about it? Do you know why this is the way that it is? Like, to me, there's always a why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which makes it hard when there really isn't a why. <laughs> yeah. But there's a why. And if you just sit down and you take time, then you really can thrive and grow and be that lifelong learner because you're not carrying the weight of everything that's ever been said or done to you or that you've experienced in life. So, yeah.
0: So good. good. Aaron, how about for you? Yeah.
3: My measure um, as just an umbrella and kind of a life's mission is how well am I doing with connecting individual adults with their God given ability to live life without limitations and so that, that drills down on multiple different levels and different walks of life that I have. Um, but, you know, here maritally, um, it's how well am I, you know, loving Janae? How well are we coming together on our friendships? How well are we doing with our, our goals that we set quarterly or for the year? Kids, same thing. Um, how well are we doing with trying to accomplish the time that I need to spend with each individual child? Or what are we doing as a family? Um, and then there's a the community, you know, in the helps ministry that we, you know, we take part in on different levels as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess in short is um, I, I measure my ability to intentionally thrive based off of setting my, my gaze onto something that's going to benefit someone else. Mm-hmm. And how well am I moving towards that goal and mission Healthily as an individual, without taking shortcuts or you know beating myself up in the process because you can help someone and damage yourself severely in the mm-hmm. process. Yeah, and so that's a, a delicate balance, at least for me because you know i can I can work sixty hours a week and help a lot of people. But um, is that the best thing to do for a lifetime? No. And so I have to find that balance and embrace my humanity to be able to thrive for longevity and not yeah. um be short-sighted yeah. and so um I, I try to be as intentional as i can with like starting on sunday looking at what do i want to accomplish um for the week and then obviously can roll that out for a month for a quarter for the year and things of that nature mm-hmm. and celebrating those wins that i did accomplish i'm right. um, having uh, you know obviously people like janae to check in with how am i doing other community other men, um, other mentors, or would be mentors um, that I may have to be able to speak into or be able to report back to this is how I'm doing. And so that's kind of how I approach it.
1: Yeah. So good.
0: Thank you guys awesome. so much. Thank you for coming on today, being on the Intentional Thriver. <laughs> so much that we learned yeah. and are so now going to go back and process. So yes. we'll process Absolutely. about processing. So thank you for that, Janae. <laughs> yes. That's going to be its
1: own thing. It no, is. but <laughs> thank you again,
0: guys so much. We love you. We appreciate you. Yeah. And we'll, for sure. Have you back on again at some point <laughs> to talk about a plethora of different things. Yeah. just do it. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you. Love it.